0: Well, so much reaction coming through there to Ryan Giggs' conversation that we had right here on Hashtag MSW. Oh six oh five eight four double two five zero. you are live on Metro FM as well as Radio 2000. It's at 96.4 as well as 97.2 to 100 FM. Hashtag MSW if you do want to interact with us on social media platforms. Now, I can tell you, though, as part of Room Dividers, that... A part of Solidarity, as well as AfriForum's joint campaign against applying quotas in sport. Now, Solidarity uh, going to be heading to the Johannesburg Labour Court. When? Tomorrow. What for, you ask? They're going to be arguing that the Ministry of Sport and Recreation's Transformation Charter to be set aside. Now, that would bring an end to the implementation of quotas in various sports bodies, And if you're wondering, quotas, do they still exist? How, where, at what stage? And that is why I decided to bring on board and to tell us more about this issue and the stance that they've taken, Werner Heumann, uh, who is the Solidarity Deputy Chief Operations Officer. Good evening, Werner. Welcome to MSW.
1: Good day. Good evening, uh, Robert, and thank you for having me on tonight. Really appreciate
0: it. Absolute pleasure. And a, a, a great honor, obviously. This is this is an opportunity just to chat about the reasons why it would be the most simple, logical beginning for us. Mm-hmm. you going to the Joburg uh, Labour Court tomorrow to argue yes. against the Ministry of Sport and Recreation about the Transformation Charter for that to be set aside. Why do you strongly believe that this is the case?
1: Yes. And Robert, i correcting your, your outlining of the question to say this is actually a simple position we have taken in. Um, we have we have not built a case which is complex or intertwined. We do actually have a simply a simple core issue. And the simple core issue we have, we have is to ask the Labour Court to remove specifically the provisions of the transformation charter <clears throat> But not only the Transformation Charter, the various resolutions that were taken by SARA and other sport federations, the various agreements that were taking place, every single provision there that has specific reference and bearing to the use of quotas, we, we seek to remove or set aside. And the reason why we are uh, uh, taking this position is also crisp and clear. And the first thing is it's against the law. We, it's against the Constitution. It's against the Employment Equity Act. It is against the, the jurisprudence which we have on the subject. Now, keep in mind, there's a difference between transformation and quotas. Um, the, the Employment Equity uh, Act specifically states that, that there might, there may be targets that are to be pursued, but quotas are, are strictly prohibited. And we believe it's actually in the in largest sense, we believe there's a moral implication and we believe a moral implication for quotas so is that it's bad for plays and ultimately bad for the sport. I think it's not a new argument, although this is not a legal argument which we which we further in our papers, but it's not a new argument that if you have a quota system, you have a specific uh, a set of uh, space available for, as they say in the uh, the, the transformation charter to Nordic black or African black, which must be there, and we believe that in order to achieve our talents that we have in this country, to foster that you don't need that uh, uh, to, to, to acquire to have that coaches and teams and franchises all across the board I truly believe that they would want to choose teams that would win, and through all the culture communities and language communities in the country, we would be able to achieve that. That, in a nutshell, is is our position firmly that quotas we say don't have a place in sport and we believe that a renewed emphasis can be placed on transformation which would mean the developing of, of of sporting and gaining more access to competing in sport
0: do you believe though that the quota system as it stands or as it stood has worked for the country given the history of this country
1: I think it's important to note that when we refer to the history, sorry, I can also add international sporting codes to my previous statement. The international sporting codes also prohibit the use of quotas and specifically uh, um, the, the intervention of government or a government presence at these issues. Uh, this is a very strong issue which we also argue in court. I don't believe the So just before,
0: Wagner before you go into the, the next thought, when you talk about internationally, yes. you would also bear in mind that not everybody in the affected countries, had a system called apartheid.
1: That is is true. Um, I think you would also recall the Glen Eagles Agreement, I believe that was 1976, where a entire multitude of of sporting governments went against apartheid, and they, they had a boycott against apartheid. So the international community is very familiar with that which had happened in South Africa. If you look at the sporting codes, yes, there is an absolute bar on quota, there's an absolute bar on government intervention, but they do also have in the the codes that, that issues of transformation is not for the sporting governing bodies, uh, international governing bodies to be a part of. So if you read the codes in context, they do want to have as much freedom as you can to the local governing bodies to be available for them. But given, even with that hindsight and even with that knowledge, they still have a, a, a actually a very dissonance, if I can call it that, with quotas or any government intervention of any sort. But they do in some way account for that.
0: When you talk about it, and and, and that is always a key factor again, Werner, is when we try and separate what is here and what is there globally. And I, I will try and keep it very local that... If it weren't initially for the introduction of the quotas, then which gave numbers? Sure, it would have been very uncomfortable on certain players to be seen and be labeled as a quota player because it almost took away that effectiveness to say that, okay, I am here because of the color of my skin and they are counting. One, two, three black people, so wonderful. Mm. Let's shut shop. But you and I know that a quota system also limited a broader number of black players for making it into national teams or making into super rugby or making it into curry cup rugby as well that it was an introduction into a system whereby then everybody then thought okay fine coaches would understand then it becomes a way of life it becomes something that happens but recent history shows that people are quite happy to keep things lily white people are quite happy not to introduce uh, players based on Performance, but who happened to be black?
1: um I'm not sure I uh, um, understand all your, your argument there, and um, the, the 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 issue I would have with that, I think it's actually very. It's a serious statement to say that there's some sort of uh, a position or some sort of <clears throat> a space where we are in, where there's some sort of concerted effort by, let's say coaches that are are of of the white race group to try and keep out black players, or rather to keep white players playing, and I I don't believe that to be the case. I I understand you might have some, you know, a a, a story or a statement of facts by someone, but generally speaking, and and with the knowledge that we have and the, the access that we have, we truly believe that from the coaching side and all the other sporting governing bodies, there's a strong commitment to, to transformation. They want actually, the reason also, one reason is they want the best team in the best place. I can't think for a moment that if a player is better, uh, uh, that they will not choose him for some other political reason or on some other submerged motive. I, 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 can't, I can't see that. And I think they actually are are grappling for these type of opportunities. So I don't believe, uh, to be honest, Robert, uh, that that, that there's this in existence. I'm not denying that if you have a specific statement of fact to that extent, but I I, I don't believe that is the case.
0: Okay. there are Quite a few examples, but let me bring in, because I'm not alone on the room dividers, uh, Tanda Banana is also here with me, Madiba's rugby club president, uh, former Springbok, junior Springbok, also Bulls and was flank forward, and also an analyst here at SABC Sport, uh, part of our team. Good evening, Tando.
2: Good evening, Rob. Good evening to the listeners and uh, to the guest, Werner. Good evening. Good evening. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. If I can ask, just come in there, in terms of solidarity, who are they representing?
1: Uh, solidarity is a trade union at first. A trade union which, which has long been rooted history in south africa and as time goes as time went on we, we have been able to reinvent ourselves and I say, the trade union we have our membership base is is actually very very, very strong for very different uh, uh different type of occupation and professions that we that we have we also support academic institutions so we are quite widespread and if you ask who our solidarity representing in this specific case, yes. we actually are the first applicant. Uh, um, so we bring this application on the basis of our position as being a trade union. We bring this application on the basis of information that we have we have asked, uh, um, and, and we bring this application in the public interest. So our locus, I think there's a few other things that I can refer to to establish our locus stand but, but we do believe we've established it very well and we do have a clear path uh, to, to the labor court.
2: You know, what, what is interesting for me is I just want to find out I've got something that just popped in my mind is are you aware of the general happenings all around from 1992 um, with regard to the, South African rugby? I'm talking about specifically rugby.
1: Um, I think we do have a, we do have an idea of of all the different happenings, but I don't think we would have you know the exact precise detailed information of of the past twenty six years or so or twenty something years years.
2: And, and and I'm sure you guys obviously transformation and racism have been a contentious issue in South African yes. sport, right? Yes. 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 Right. Now, what what I find very interesting is I'm aware of everything that will happen tomorrow. Now, I just want to ask this simple question. Bokiviek. Have you heard of that?
1: Sorry, say again? Bokiviek. Bokiviek. I know of Bokiviek, yes. Do you approve of such? Um, Bokiviek, well, uh, um, we don't have intimate knowledge of Bokiviek, but let's each other. No, 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 no. I just want to ask. So you do uh, support? Sorry, yes?
2: So do do you support that?
1: Bokiviek. Yes. Um, what, I, what, I, what I say, what I'm prepared to support, and what we will support, is if there's alternative organisations that seek to have some sort of competition, uh, uh, we would support that idea of, of people having the freedom to, you know, to choose to have a sporting federation. It can be in the Northern Cape somewhere, it can be in Western Cape, but we don't have any in depth information of whatever, whatever every other organisation is doing, but as principle, we would say if there's a room for, for, for any other sporting association or a friendly competition, we believe that there should be room, room for that. But I'm not specifically taking any stance on the Bokibeck. I don't know all of what's happening or what's not happening there, but I do know of it and I do know it's some sort of alternative uh, competition and the idea of alternative so competition that, creation, I don't think we have got an issue with.
2: So it's a competition just only for Afrikaners, so you support that?
1: Um, I would say, no, no, I would say that, that whatever the competition should be, that it should be in compliance. I mean, that is, that is what we are relying upon in these papers. So no, it should no, no, no. be compliant and reliant upon our governing laws, the constitution and so forth. And if there's something which is out of place, then it should be challenged. You know, yeah. uh, you, can, you can, like we are like, like we are doing here, if we believe there's something out of line yeah. with the Constitution or any other legislation, we would challenge it. And if there's anything that, that uh, um, Bokivik is doing or any other sporting federation, it, it can be challenged. It so just quickly, quickly
0: on that, so that we get clarity on what uh, Tando's question is trying to get out of you, Vadna, is that Bokivik, Africana yes. only, in terms of participation, is that something you would agree to? And if not, would it form part of your papers in Johannesburg's Labour Court tomorrow?
1: I can tell you this. that popular, or even, even school sporting, does not at all form part of the papers or the argument whatsoever. Alternative sporting arrangement is not in any sense or shape or form part of the application or part of the debates or part of the issues. Um, if, if you want to press me to say that you have got an Afrikaner a sporting organisation and do we support an exclusive uh, organisation for Afrikaners? The way you framed it it sounds like they would stand at the gate or somewhere uh, and and I mean you can apply it to any other cultural language if you want. If you just take the principled question or principled argument that someone would stand there at the gates and just uh, um, restrict or give access, if that is not in cons- consistent with the constitution, we would not support it. But if you have uh, uh, um, cultural uh, um, events or whatever that are being that are being organized. And it's compliant with the constitution. It's compliant with section 31, section 33, section 35, section 185 of the constitution. There's no there's no issue. So my answer would remain. Mm that which is allowed by the Constitution. And, and Just very quickly, because, because we're, we're heading for so. news.
0: I'm, I'm looking at somebody like uh, Tando Manana, who's definitely a, a black human being but knows Afrikaans. You guys greeted nicely in Afrikaans earlier. And uh, here, if you got Bokiviek, which then stands mm. for the Afrikaner participation, would a guy like uh, Tando manage to get in, given his fluency in the language? Um, uh, you
1: know, you're asking someone who's who's not played in Bokivek, or not part f- of any decision-making The, the principle, so I don't think just the principle behind it. Yes but no. it. But his Afrikaans is very well, and I'm sure he's talented. So if it's up to me, I would say, you know, let's, let's play together.
0: But the principle of it, though, if, if we had to be serious on it, would you would you support the fact that he could be excluded because he might speak the language but not carry the right colour?
1: Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure what, what the budget action of Quebec could be. Um, as I said, I, I see it as an alternative sort of sporting federation. And the reason why I would support it is because mm-hmm. if you have fixed structures at, at SARU, or any other sporting governing body, netball or athletics, whatever, some you will have some children, some people, some people that want to be competitive that simply do not qualify for those structures, but they still have the need and the want to be competitive and compete with one another. So even if that, they go, that, that's my friend. That's my friendly approach. Mm. Even if they go to the things. same it's school, not, it's not something sinister or something like that. That's my friendly approach to that. Even if
2: they were to go to the same school, but not allowed to play in mm. that week
0: the question I'm going to allow to be answered after the news. I've got to take news. If you don't mind, Werner, I really want your input in all of this. Uh, it's an important one, though, because as far as conversation is concerned, um, they are going to be going to the Johannesburg Labour Court. We'll take your reaction as well. Oh six oh five eight four double two five zero. That's our WhatsApp voice note number. Your questions more than welcome. Thank you so much indeed, MetroVam. Uh, we'll break away and take the news. Now, Parliament's uh, Select Committee on Land as well as Mineral Resources invite interested persons as well as stakeholders to submit written comments on the Electronic Deeds Registration Systems Bill. Now, the Bill seeks uh, to provide for electronic deeds registration having regard to legislation regulating electronic communication as well as the transactions and also to provide for matters connected therein. Now, please send your submissions to uh, Bauer. Uh, at uh, parliament.gov.za by the 5th of March, 2019. And for more information or to obtain copies of the bill, please visit www.parliament.gov.za or contact the committee secretary, uh, Mr. Asgar Bauer, on 083-709-8530. Now, this message is brought to you by... Parliament of the Republic of South Africa. All right, if you're just joining us, Werner Human, Solidarity Deputy Chief Operations Officer uh, is with us on the line and also in Port Elizabeth. Tando Manana uh, continues our conversation with us here, well, all to do with Solidarity as well as Afri Forum's joint campaign against applying quotas in sport. Um, I think there was a question, Tando, that you had left, and I said let's answer that after the news. Maybe your opportunity to refresh.
2: Thanks, Rob. Just uh, the question was, and I would like to repeat, it's still based on Bokiviek. And and first and foremost, obviously Bokiviek, Werner is uh, for only Afrikaners. They've turned back uh, previously black uh, students coming for trials. And this thing has been happening for a very, (coughs) very longest time. Now, what is, the question is, your take as Werner as the, Chief Operating Officer, do you still, and I'm asking again, do you still support Boki yeah. Viek?
1: Uh, thank you for the question. I think um, it's just necessary again, just to repeat, you know, the, the, the government of our, our, our uh, involvement in all of this is pertaining to this application, which is tomorrow in court, and we have a very specific point on the quotas. Going to Boki Viek um, Solidarity is a trade union, we are not involved in building alternative sports or something of that uh, of that effect. What we do support, I'll just repeat again: uh, the first thing is we don't have any issue um, reading the constitution that there would be some sort of alternative sporting environment or alternative sporting competition being compiled. Uh, um, let just let it be in accordance with the constitution. There is some sort of cultural imposition or cultural allowance pertaining to the constitution. But on the direct question which you ask. You ask, is someone, may someone be disregarded or not be allowed to play in any sport or any kind of thing on the basis of race? I think that's a direct question. And the answer is no, it may not. It may not. It's against the Constitution. It would be incoherent with the Constitution, so that may not occur. So our position and my position would be, if that is what is occurring, then it is not in accordance with the Constitution. It may not happen. So so you've you've, never... Sorry? No, no, continue. With, with that being said, uh, um, I must also say that we, we would support, as I said, the alternative ways of competing and also there is a presence or as some sort of accommodation tends to culture and language. So we have got all of these different things that are weighing in and in the balance, but on the strict question, the straight question, if you are being denied access to sport or any other thing on the basis of race, then that would be unconstitutional and we would not support that. I think that is as clear as I would be able to state um, that.
2: The, sec- the follow-up question, um, you-, you do or you are aware that there is a mining transformation charter, am I correct?
1: Uh, I'm aware of that. Um, I've got a colleague, a very able colleague here at Solidarity, who knows a lot more about the mining charter than I do, but yeah. I am obviously aware of that. Yes.
2: And the bank transformation charter?
1: Uh, and I also of that in the same
2: extent. But you have decided as the solidarity to start with sport. Why sport? When oh, our former started. great president, let me finish. When our former great president, Nelson Mandela, said, if South Africa is to move forward as a unified country, as it must, and I want to repeat that, as it must, it must equal opportunity which should be available to all why why tackle sport yes you've got your colleagues that are aware but they are not tackling the transformation charter of the mining industry they are not tackling the transformation charter of the banking industry why sport do you see that as an opportunity should you guys win to then have something as a reference to then also attack the mining charters and the banking charters going forward. That is the follow-up question. Uh,
1: I, can, I can tell you this. Uh, uh, its Solidarity is well on record that we have combated. And what we combat, I must just say this. We are not combating transformation. We are not challenging transformation. We are not asking that, that we want to have an old order sort of structure here. We are very specific in what we always challenge. And we have been long, We have a long history of all of those things that you've mentioned which we've challenged. You know about the Renato Barnard case? Mm-hmm. It was also about a quota. It was also about transformation. On the mining charter, although you don't see anything in, 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 the, in the courts, we have been very actively involved in the negotiations we were very actively involved in many, many discussion, discussions, contentious discussions. We have made extensive submissions pertaining to that. We have had our warnings which we have showed to that, and we have done our best to show the provisions of the mining charter, for example, where we are not happy with where we have shown that we our opposition is and That was the outcome of the mining charter to say if we do not litigate that we are actually lazy or not doing that as, as in enthusiastically and prominently as with sport, that is not the case. We have all those things that you've mentioned. When we see there's something which is not uh, uh accordance with the Constitution or accordance to the degree we think would be best, we would, we would weigh in. So we are not favoring sport here. And our question, our issue, it's not sport per se. It's not mining per se. It's not banking per se. The, oh, the thing that we, but actually standing out in this instance, is the word quota, which we oppose, and we've extensive papers and head of argument why that is the aspect which we are, we are focusing on. So we're not focusing on sport. We are focused on the implementation of a quota system, which we believe to be expressly... This is expressly prohibited by the Constitution. It's expressly prohibited by the Employment Equity Act, which had a provision which says not quotas. I think, I believe it's Section 13 something of the Employment Equity Act. And there's a specific provision in the National Sports and Recreation Act, which said that the minister may not have any interference or intervention pertaining to team selections. We believe these type of measures have an effect to do that. So we are very specific, and I don't think we are favouring sport. I think we have have identified a principle which we think is at least arguable and worth bringing in place.
0: On the issue of the old South African flag... Every Forum had submitted within the Equality Court an issue against that. And I think it was also jointly with Solidarity. Where, where do you stand, though, Werner, with regards to the old flag? Do you, do you support the, the waving around of this flag?
1: Uh, Robert, I must, I must say I do enjoy the sporting discussion. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, uh, um, uh, sorry, no, just just quickly, quickly,
0: quickly. I mean, you would know that before a national, international game, we all stand, we yeah. sing the national anthem. A national anthem has to do with a major symbol called our flag. And our flag sure. is a new flag. Our flag sure. is a representative flag. Our flag is not a, an, an Oranya flag, which is representing the old god. Yeah, You have a stance that you take with regards to that. Um, I, what can, is I, it? I
1: must say this. Uh, you, you are correct in saying the Af- Afri Forum of Solidarity has started this campaign in this sport. Uh, that is so. This court case actually is largely by Solidarity. So, so African Forum is not a party to the application. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing, with regards to the all South African flag, um, that is solely an Afri Forum challenge. And so the, we have solidarity have no uh, um, involvement in that whatsoever, and we also don't have a position on that meaning on the African forum side they have articulated the position where they would say that if you if you the, it does, if there doesn't go about uh, and the displaying of the flag. It's more about the issue when you start to, to ban symbols. There's a heavier message that they would believe is detrimental to society and it's an impediment or an infringement of free speech. But I must say, Robert, I, I, I won't be comfortable to elaborate on that because I know Afri Forum, which is a different, completely different organization than we are. Yeah, sure. No, we, we've uh, had them on the we, show we part before. Of the same yeah. You know the same the same movement. Uh, um, I won't be able to to defend or elaborate on that. But I know every forum has got some strong views, and they would actually defend it on any at any platform. Uh, um, uh, they, they would they most certainly do so.
0: No, without a doubt. I mean, we've had afri Forum on this platform as we try and do and engage uh, each and every person. But for me, because everything is kind of intertwined in the same way that, yes. uh, you know, Bokivia has turned to raise it is intertwined with, with the bigger issue. What would Solidarity's view be? Because again, it has to do with race. Again, it has to do with sport. And the flag is an important unifier. So if you're for the old flag, in terms of it being displayed, whether it is as a symbol or it being as anything, but would you, at a rugby game at Loftus, at Ellis Park, at Newlands, at wherever, would, would you be excited to see the old flag amongst the supporters?
1: Um, <clears throat> I, where I move, and now speaking more about what, what 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 my movements also would be, I would, in my way, I would discourage. The, the use of, of the flag and displaying it at public events. And to be honest, AfriForum discourages that well. But the, the, the argument to truly appreciate the, the displaying and waving of the also the African flag, it actually introduces, it's a legal argument, it's a political argument, and, and one would really need to unpack it to understand what's, what's, what's the position there. As far as your question pertains, uh, I would say I would discourage, so does AfriForum the flying of the all-South African flag at at public events. But, as I said, the issue that they are having, and I'm not fluent in those papers where they are now and all those arguments but it is a free speech issue for them and that is the way that is why they are defending the 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 unbanning not to ban but also the african flag
0: Mm. all right so just your final stance though so that i am very clear that if we had an international prior to the world cup this year and somebody was there with an old flag would solidarity come out with the press statement condemning that trying to discourage that or what would your stance be
1: um, the, best, the best way to test that is to see what happens there. Um, look, our, our focus, truly, Robert, there's so many issues we have in this country, uh, positive issues, negative issues, political issues. It is for us very difficult. Let's just difficult. deal with the flag issue. Uh, the to, flag
0: issue and we to, move on.
1: It, it's very difficult for us to have our fingers on every single... Occurrence that's happening whether it's the flag or not where we are coming out of the blocks is when there's something that has a focus on work because that's our central theme and our central mandate is the world of work when it's a principal theme pertaining to the constitution direct whether it's a question of our members there's a few themes that we will jump at which is 100% 100% completely in our domain. The display of the North South African flag, I would say Afri Forum would be the one that they would get out of the blocks and take a position. So, Solidarity's sort of focus is that. That's why it's for me not possible now to say how we would react as Solidarity given what our focuses are. Our focuses is not those issues, which we are not saying are unimportant, but no. our issues are is much more specified. Because you're a trade uh,
0: union, right? I'm, I'm correct. I'm, I'm correct. You, so, all right. As a trade union, do you regard playing sport like rugby, like cricket, as work? Oh, yes. And oh, and yes. they are both unionized. There's, there's players' unions that come through to it. and And part of them being unionized means that they don't play to empty stadia. Correct. Yeah, so that's obviously, no,
1: no, of course, uh, yeah. um, it's part of the entire thing. Yeah,
0: so obviously, if they open themselves up to playing for the nation as a national team, then what I'm basically saying is that the, the flag that's been waved on the ground should be the flag that is waved right across the entire stadium, and we shouldn't even even for one second, allow for anybody to try and sneak in anything that has to do with right of freedom of expression, right of involving symbols and images, because we could play around with English the whole day. But if our English is saying to us that we are not for this South Africa that is reformed, the South Africa that has targets that needed to be met when quotas were initially uh, brought forward, then we are a failing nation.
3: Um
1: I missed you the last last part of the question, but where you started, I'm totally with you with, uh, is it a relationship, employer relationship? Most definitely. Is there there a relationship between the player and the union or the player and so? Most definitely. But as soon as you went to the stadium and the people attending and all of those, that does not have direct bearing on the employee-employer relationship. It's not an irrelevant issue. There are so many things in South Africa which you correctly state are intertwined. That's why you have different organizations with different focuses. So the has a specific focus, AfriForum has, the D A has, all the uh, Institute for Restoration, relations, all of those organizations have different focuses. So in that entire picture, Mm. That you that you spent it there. Where would our role be?
0: Let, let me just interrupt you very quickly, Werner. Just a quick one, Werner. I'm just going to fade you.
1: Marawa, let us not be fooled by these guys. Solidarity, uh, AfriForum. No, nope. they are simply paving way for Razi Rasmus to pick the players that he wants and then to cancel out the players of Kala. That's my view on it. They cannot um, simultaneously stand for a flag and then now this Okuta thing its just for rugby. It's a dress rehearsal in fact. Yes, manana, get okay, on top of them. It's like
3: here in Leopatra, the you.
4: Good evening Rob This topic is very painful it is too much how we look at each other. I'm listening from the from the text this topic too much hatred that these white people they have towards the blacks, and then you come to a point where you ask, what did we do the black people to deserve such hatred? It's very painful. So we don't have same opportunities that they have.
0: Right, thank you so much indeed. Those are the WhatsApp voice notes so 605842250. And as he says, he's, uh, I mean, you can tell. I mean, taxi, it's, it's full, it's rush hour, but he's trying to make sure that he gets that message across um, on the WhatsApp voice note. Do make your contribution. And Umzo Listo says, uh, This Bokiviak was taking place in Durban. Uh, they carry the old South African flag and they sing the stem as well as Della Rey. Um, and we'll Suposisam Jigiliso says, well, for your information, uh, the Borki Viak that Tando is referring to on the room dividers right now, Werner, human from Solidarity on the line as well, saying and referring to all of that. Maybe, Mr. Malanda, before yeah. I think we've got a couple of minutes left on this topic, um, yeah, Werner's still there. Thank you guys for your patience, and uh, my apologies <coughs> for that abrupt cutting. You've got a new system here, Werner, uh, which really sorts us out. We We need to be Almost like musicians, to fade away. <laughs> That's no yeah. problem, Robert. All right, Tunde, go ahead.
2: Right, uh, just Vern for me. Are you aware of the 1956 uh, uh, apartheid sports plan?
1: What it was called? I, I am not. Uh, uh, I would like to yes yeah.
2: It was the Black Thursday. This plan was uh, supported by the legislation, and that was there to separate Amenities Act and the Education Amendment Act, which ensured. That a white child was funded eight times than a black child. That is what it was called, the Black Thursday. The question then that follow is: Who are these perceived rugby quotas that uh, Solidarity as well as AfriForum is talking about?
1: Oh, I think I think that's a good question. Uh, um, there is no player at all that we okay. have in mind. There's no person or player mm-hmm. or athlete which we say. This one must not be in the team. This white guy must be in the team or whatever. So we've got mm-hmm. no quarrel with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no play which we want to attack or trying to affront in any way. We haven't done any, anything like that. So, mm-hmm. again, our position is on, on principle, and, and what we say to in the papers. So we've got no quarrel with any players. I must give you that assurance. And, and we believe that the system, the quota system, which is being adopted is against, on the legal grounds there are issues, on international grounds there are issues, and we believe it is ultimately bad for sport to have that, uh, the quota system as a presence. We have enough talent so that we can develop all, all, all our communities.
2: A player like Brian Habana, See, I call yes. a Beast, KG, lunging Yes. how do you see those players
1: oh um, all of those players I mm. see them as, as excellent players and uh, but you know what's the, the sad part of all of this mm. uh, um, if you are for example when, if, uh, Brian Abana which was in east high, uh, high time the best player in, the best winner in the world mm. uh, um, look at the excitement that you get in the stadium when Beast does a run and run over a few guys uh, um, mm. all of those things you have but in a strictly quota uh, uh, um, system, and there's a certain amount of players which have to be on the field because that's the very essence of the definition of quotas. The very sad thing is that someone like Brian Banner was even regarded as, as a quota player. And that's the issue. We've seen it with Ashton Billings, the supersport uh, fiasco, how sensitive this is. We stated expressly, I, I have been regarded as a quota player, which means it means that I'm not actually the best, but I was chosen. And that is what the squatter system does. I believe it, it, it does have bearing on a dignity level. And and even if you are the best, it, it can still be that there's some more other question mark hanging. And it's not anyone causing that. Except that the system of a quota system—that's what it does, and that's what makes the system so sad. So all the players you've mentioned are excellent players, and I support them and I cheer them on when they're on the rugby field. Uh, but if you ask me for one back on the on the system, that would be my answer.
2: A player like KG, for example, that you say is a fantastic player, Ray Jennings, dismissed that player just because of his name, Kachisora Rabada. saw him as a quota player, who today is the number one test. A bowling and that is all about opportunities transformation Thus, yes. and if i'm asking about transformation is i hear you speak mainly on quotas and this federation have gone away from quotas they've gone away from numbers and thus for example maybe it's why that you cannot then be more specific on how you see these players they're more on transformation equal opportunities to these players transformation addresses issues from development to team selection yes. right at national level am i correct
1: um I, I disagree with you on team selection. I agree with you on facilities and resources. Let me take an example just to mm. just to illustrate my point a bit clearer. Mm. If you have a very very well established school, let's say Gray College, um Newton College, uh, yeah. Office, whatever. So very well established schools, very very well coaches and facilities and so forth. I can totally understand that not very far from them there would be communities. I mean, we've got 23,000 public schools in this country, right? And almost 80% of them are between Quantile One and Free Schools that are in desperate need of facilities, in desperate need of uh, of, of development. And, and, and that would say to me, proportionally, those schools must be transformed and talent must be identified. I would say transformation would mean the equal access to sport, to have an equal access to sport, which means I can compete and I can play against the best players in the world, and I can play against anyone in the country, sorry, the best players in the country, and I can play against anyone. And then when it comes to national selection, we have created an environment so that we can extract the best talent that we have on local level, on community level, on school level, which means our national selection would be a breeze. We have done the canvassing abroad. We've tried and endeavoured to empower communities, empower schools, and that is where talent is born. I believe doing it the other way around is not conducive for that environment. So on the team selection, I don't agree for the reasons I've stated actually through the entire programme and the reason for a court case. But when you speak about developing, I'm totally on board with that. And also, I'm not suggesting, or sort of, not suggesting nothing has been done in that regard. We've actually highlighted a few things in our court papers and in next there to some of the things that uh, has, been, has been raised by the department pertaining to the development of rugby. And, and we support that 100%, absolutely. But the team selection, we don't believe that's the place for quotas, and that is our position.
3: Right. And then
2: just lastly for me, Rob, just sure. before I let you go. Werner, uh, one thing that is very very um, upsetting uh, and also distasteful is the coaching uh, in, this, in this country of ours where in all our major uh, teams there's not even yes. one black coach that is coaching a union, a top union, yes. a franchise leading up to all the national teams besides the women's team and the women's seventh team what's your take yes. on that what can be done i'm asking you now give me a solution on what needs to be done to make sure that a lions can finally have a black coach mm. a sharks can have a black coach what must be yes. done
1: as uh, comes yeah, and, and, and you know what, that's, that's as a union
2: means. now i'm talking for you as a union speaking because you're there for all the south africans now i'm asking a simple: how best can we work together in making sure there's black coaches They are there but they're not giving those opportunities
1: Yes. Well, you're speaking to someone which, uh, or organization Solidarity, which falls completely outside the, the, the contract teams, the different unions, speaking coaches and so forth. But let me tell you my, my view. Now, I'll try to be as clear as I can, but obviously I won't be, be able to do too too specific, because I have no knowledge of all the coaches that's been adopted and all well, what the racial compositions are. I would say that, uh, um, what I, let me start with what I would not support. If we have To say, if you say there must be more black coaches, if we take that point of departure, you look at the entire spectrum of coaches and you say there there are too many white coaches and you say you need more black coaches. What would you say would be to say? What would you say? How we ought to achieve that? It must all be black. Must we represent the national demographic? Must we represent? What would be the measure to say that? the we must increase that if the race, race is our focus? If you look at the 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 late the Leppards, rugby union, um, and us, and I think I, I forgot the coach's coach's name. I think it's also Jonathan Mucuena.
2: Jonathan McQuenna, yes. he's left. He's yes. left. Yes. He's left. Let me remind you also. Let me remind you, he's no longer the the coach. He's not the coach okay. of of Northwest. So I don't want us to use someone who's no longer there.
1: Okay, sure. Um, all right. I, I'm just was thinking of him as, uh, as a coach who comes comes to my, comes to mind. Who's done very well with, with, with the team that's actually, actually raising profile. But, but my first reaction would be, if you say the racial composition is wrong, how would you say correct that? By way of quotas? Must we have then a sort of target which you must get to get that coaches? Or what's the right thing to do? I believe if you want to engender more, uh, or if you want to obtain more coaching staff that are more racially uh, um, uh, uh, emphasis on. I think the starting point would be how, what are the coaching programs available uh, to have access to. Um, I don't know where you start. Even the referees, where do you start? Where's, where are those schools? I think where you gen- generate and, and obtain and, and try and attract coaches, you need people who are interested in that and there need to be those facilities and avenues to follow but that would be ultimately a goal and when you are in those challenges uh, 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 sorry, in those channels I believe that would be the the correct way to to go to up the up the coaching ladder.
0: I think, Vadim, uh, so those it's coaches a bottom,
1: it's a bottom up approach, which I'm talking about. Yeah, and 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 listening to you, it, it seems like you're saying it's a it's a more of a top down. I don't know if you think of as sort of a mixture, uh, uh, but I, I, I sense that you are saying it's more of a top down approach that you would follow.
0: I think they're all top top though. The, I'm the, the coaches they are, are all there. They they available. They there. Yeah, they are there. They are there. Uh, they, saying, they don't uh, need helping or rescuing or bringing up. Uh, no, the coaches are there. At times, they're even better than the current coaches that are either at Super Rugby or Curry Cup or even at times the national team. They are there.
1: I understand. Now, I understand your point. Um, I don't think if I can take it any further. I don't have that all that knowledge, uh, which you So it doesn't up.
2: concern you. So it doesn't concern you if they make it or if,
1: not. No, no, yes, yes. No, that's what my concern would be. My concern would be if you are if you are putting it to me that uh, uh, um, there are coaches there which are better than the coaches that are prevailing coaches of the teams right now, and they are not coaching. Yeah, then that's not right. Because if I want to be consistent with my own argument, my own argument is that we should have uh, a merit should have preference to all, and if you're saying on merit there's better coaches, then they should be coaching.
0: But you you see, the people that judge merit, again, are the problem because they're the people that are resisting that transformation. They are the people that are resisting the face of what rugby ought to or should look like, and that is the problem. Yes. Let me bring in a, uh, two callers that have been waiting for quite a while. Joe in Freyheit, good evening.
4: Robert, good evening. How are you?
0: Thank you for your patience and holding on. Welcome. Well,
4: oh, Robert, I want to thank the excellent Tandumanana. The, the good job that he's doing. The man that is, you know what, Robert, and
0: Who's that and, uh, the guy that you're talking to? I don't know,
4: even to, to uh, know how to pronounce his name. His name is Verna Human. The guy can't even answer one question that Tando Manana is asking him. Robert. Stay, he's wasting our time, Robert. He uh, says, Tando Manana, it reminds me Robert Mokame. Where are the questions?
3: Stay there. Make
0: a repeat. Okay. Losing you... Tattoo in Cape Town, good evening. Uh, good evening, Rob. Yeah, it's sorry, man, we decision. lost our previous caller. Thanks so much as well for your patience and holding on.
4: Uh, Robert, I'm going to cut to the chair. The gentleman sitting next to you, Werner, he's not being honest, he's being very dishonest, and he's managed to dodge a lot of questions which Tango Manana asked him, and and he was very much unwilling to to, to answer them deliberately. And sitting here is very significant to listen to the manner in which conducts himself, and the manner in which he presents this whole solidarity initiative these guys are actually, you know, passing on, this is, this, is, this is a very clear stance that these guys are just fueling up racism. This is clear to everyone. This solidarity initiative of them is, is, is only one-sided. Now, a few questions that I'd like to pose to the others. What, What's his view towards opportunities on black players i'm now specifically talking about rugby you've got you've got a marvin ori as an example you've got a rudy page who has also you know at one stage been in the fold in the mix within the springboard what what's the stand of Werner as well as their initiative towards the lack of opportunities that are actually lacking on being granted to black players Thanks a lot
1: for the opportunity,
0: Rob. I'm on the radio. All right. Thanks so much, Ivana. You want to quickly tackle that one? In this discussion, we literally have two minutes left.
1: Rob, uh, Rob, as quick as I can, I would ask you just to help. Me. I think the first question was uh, insults. The second one, some insults, and then the question. And uh, what was the question? The line yeah. was just I, I, I think just
0: tackle it. one of them. I'm, I'm quite happy for you, too. I wasn't going to allow all of them because of the lack of time anyway. But I, I think I'll give you the choice. So what was the last question? I just want to make sure I didn't get it properly. Um, yeah, as I say, we were just lining up the other voice notes, but whichever one that the caller posed to you, please feel free to answer it. Okay.
1: I think um, I think the last question had something to do with what is my position pertaining to the opportunity of, of black players and black athletes entering the sporting arena and um, I think my position out was that uh, if, if there was a proper development and I know for many this is a very unsatisfactory answer but I do believe it's a correct answer. If you want to have longevity and you have, want to have a sustainable sporting future, you would need to have a great emphasis on developing the sport, uh, of creating facilities so that talent can flourish, and I don't for, re- for any moment believe that, that any sporting coach would not would want to win. On the more sensitive issues, which also has been raised pertaining to coaching, there's one underlying theme, underlying theme which I acknowledge is sensitive, and I will try to to, to to deal with it in that sensitive way, but there's an underlying theme which, which states that uh, um, there's, there's some sort of way in which, let's call it white coaching staff, are, 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 are keeping together or they are, are they are about having, having, been successfully creating a closed environment and and that's the prevailing theme that I, that I sense and that is also so with the players. If that is the case, if that is the case it should be challenged on an evidence-based manner. Not that I say that, that, that there's no evidence. I'm saying that something as serious as that, if that is the case, mm. then there should be something done about it pertaining to Affidavits pertaining to some sort of formal process, and we've should got be to, to leave it to right show David, that no. this is there. That's yeah. the only way you would find it. Actually, if, if you do not do that, it will remain just claims in the air if you don't back up with that with, with, with true evidence. And I'm not saying it's untrue, I'm saying that's the root Thanks of the so problem. much, and
0: good luck for the case tomorrow, Vanna. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Robert. Thank Appreciate you, Robert. It. Thank you so much. Thank All you. Right. For-
0: so the reaction that we are getting on social media right now, Oli Mayamo says that, well, uh, but this guy, when asked about players and their work, he answered, but now just because the question is about black coaches, uh, it's not within the problem. Gandhi, aren't they all workers? Dumi says, honestly, this guy from Solidarity never answered any question. Simpiwe Tobala says, true, but yeah, it's really evasive. And at times he is waffling to says, Mr. Banana asking some very important questions here. It starts at school. I remember where a black left winger uh, was not selected to play at Boki's Viek, and he was the star of the team, and it raised a lot of questions uh, that the school was not a willing answer uh, there. So I almost said Boki week. You uh, said it's a, a boki vieck, eh, Manala? As a vieck, Mnir. It's a vieck, not a week. It's a
2: vieck. It's not a salary, pay paycheck. Pay yes. It's a vieck.
0: It's a viek. Yeah. So you must say it the way it's culturally meant to be said, as boki vieck.
2: And, and you know, Rob, just before we move on, is what f- what for me is very disturbing, you get West Transvaal, South West Transvaal, North Transvaal. He knows about this bookie They always run away. If you remember Kali krill as well, the yeah. minute we spoke about it, he made as if he just heard about it. They are aware of it, Robert. They get invites of trials, which is prover. They tell you exactly where the prover is going to be on which date on their Facebook page. So you've got to go there and basically go and see what they do. They travel across the world they travel to china they travel to and, and and for me it's disturbing when i'm asking official at south african rugby why do we still see names like transvaal like australia transvaal why do they have provincial tournaments with these names wearing the 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 north transvaal with the same badge as the blue bulls currently under south as one of the 14 unions with saru and no one said anything they said they just say they're not part of that and also they've rejected what they are doing it's not about rejection it's about follow-up and i think if a guy like Werner was very honest to south africa he should immediately follow up on the bucky on the Bokiviek, and i would like bev to just invite him again or send an invite that kenny also uh, i'm willing to write that Made and ask him if we can really go into into depth with boyvik so that we can exactly know because it's a really an exclusive African strictly Robert marawa mm. strictly African rugby players I've never seen something like that and it's allowed in this Republic that there's going to be a boyviak in the same week we have a craven week what does it say Rob
0: I mean two back-to-back disregard structures that for us. two it's a structures that are for me, they don't represent where rugby is supposed to be going. And, I, you know, you know my stance about this uh, Craven week. Yeah. Uh, y- you know what Donny Craven had to say about black players wearing that jersey. We've said it countless times that mm. it should not even. It's almost like Peter Etif. You still call a place that. You still call, I don't know, a place Paul Kruger. We, we can't be doing that we can't be continuing with those legacies that bring nothing but shame into this and country
2: correctly so rob but also what's important is they've isolated the different sporting codes netball that's their sport in the interim rugby whoa rob i'm telling you i don't know what we've done to these people that they're forever holding power on a rugby on an oval ball as if it's theirs no one must come closer to that hockey and this for me is a very shame and i wish and i hope that the department of sport can really pull up their socks and really make sure that they dismantle anything to do with this bucky because it's across all these sporting uh, codes that uh, we they they are challenging because Mm. it speaks of quotas we no longer have quotas we have transformation robert morale we've gone away from the numbers it's no longer a number game where for example is there now transformation we are making sure that the team is fully representative of the people that is there it's not saying but you know what it is wingers.
0: but you know what it is it's it's, it's a it's a reverse psychology thing Tandeman. and i think one of the um one of the callers alluded to a world cup when you start to near a world cup you got to be planting the seeds of doubt so that when you see uh, is kumbuzo on the field then it must say to part of the population that that player is a quota player. So you're starting to introduce terminology that was used in the beginning of this journey, not now where the journey is, not now where Rabada is, raking it up as far as being the top player not when rb are saying ah your young player of the year mm. is and that player happens to be a black player that is not anything to do with what south africa wants it it's what south africa has in the pool of talent and guess what they just happen to be black players cecil africa robert marawi for me to add yeah world seventh player of the year. world
2: not South African seventh player,
0: world. world seventh player. Four tries in one series. I mean, in in in, in one match at Ellis Park against Australia. Who who, who still holds that record? It's a Jongi nogwe That is correct. They, they did not say the first black player to score four tries in a Test match against the Aussies. It is the first South African, and because it
2: beat oh, because it beat Ray Record Rob. Ooh, that's my. what that's what it affects.
0: That is the problem. Let yeah. me let me take a quick uh, tweet and and then we want to quickly turn things around here. Orlando uh, says that it's very painful to see how white people hate us. Uh, they used to hide behind Tata Mandela. Uh, he is no more now, and we will keep on fighting for blacks to be part of all sporting codes and other sporting codes as well. So let's continue doing a great job, guys. Hashtag MSW. Now the perception is reality in the world of SA rugby. That's a. Only thing I can tell you, an SA Rugby Springbok Museum is shutting its doors. Now, when I heard this, it almost felt like the door of my own place was being shut. Now, after two years of existence, that's just two years. Hmm. And many people are already celebrating this, while some might feel slightly differently. Why are these doors shutting? Man? What's the background to this? Does it make sense? Rob, first and foremost, uh,
2: this museum is... In Cape Town, in um, if one were to say, at the waterfront, the exclusive waterfront, uh, where it's been there for a number of years, uh, when it opened, it had forty past springbok captains, the mone duple Nam it, you look at Norman Biko, and I count all of them, Robert Marawa, the nearly Smith the john smith and everyone it was a hoo-ha but we were were soon to find out that the museum as much as it has invited past federation captains that have Captain springbok it was still missing the black history and thus uh, just a year ago mr mark alexander called upon former players to give all the necessary history documents and history which I think should have been done prior to the to the to the museum being open making sure you've covered all your tracks because you've invited all of the Federation and thus Robert Marawa an amount of 30 million to create that museum was spent by Saru at the time and the following to run it was 13.8 million over the last two years to keep the doors open you had to pay for adults it's seventy five Rand. For students it's fifty Rand. Preschool, it's free, Robert Marawa for a five year old. What does he know about a scrumming? What does he know about rugby if you are not even at five years? It's free. Scholars is fifty Rand. So you had to pay to get into the museum. So what I've heard and very interesting enough is the unions have all all of a sudden despite the loss of revenue because if you calculate the 30 million plus the 27 million that's close to 60 million having gone to waste under the watchful eye of the ceo and his staff robert Marawa. and yet the complaint is saru in the big bag they don't have enough money and they've got to cut and the union have said outright you're wasting money on a museum where we could be doing more on the ground in terms of upliftment of the game. And it all comes from all the 14 Union. And thus, it had to come uh, whereby it was announced that at the end of this month, it's going to shut down. Completely shut down. and uh, Which means Robert Marawa, it was there. Only one-sided in terms of the history of the museum. Later, a call-up was, we need more Mm. uh, black documented history. Please send us your photos. Of which by then the former players of the old federation had already said a big no you won't get anything they would rather keep what is theirs because it's too late now because you never wanted our history in the first place before the opening of the museum and that's the call from the president was bring us those documents and it never came and a couple of months later uh, and and it's coming to a close end of this month but this is one revelation a guy by the name of baron van kran do you remember him yeah yeah he's been seen in cape town in the SARO offices i don't know if the media has uh, looked into that and he's the one rob that is there he's left the bulls as a ceo but this time around he's a consultant but furthermore we'll be able to divulge what his real work is but what i know this was one of his uh, projects to come in and also be employed, just like that, drop. just be part of that, be employed in the system and work with SAR going forward. Because he's been there for the longest time. He's left as a CEO. He's not on pension. He's in Cape Town. That's how South African rugby operates, Robert Marawa. Hmm.
0: Wow. You know what I'm going to do, Manan. I'm going to bring Tony McKeever in, former Southern Spears CEO. He joins us on the line. Uh, we haven't spoken to you, Tony, in quite a while. Good evening. Welcome to the show.
3: You guys, this evening, quite a feisty discussion earlier.
0: Oh, yeah, it, it never ends. I think the same way that you left us when we last spoke, um, okay. we still fight the good fight. And it always intensifies before a Rugby World Cup, Tony. You should know the story. But what's always,
3: a- <laughs> always the gloves come off. Uh, and uh, I think SA Rugby is going to be peeled like an onion in the next couple of months all the way through to uh, the Rugby World Cup in Tokyo, Japan.
0: Oh. All right, you'll elaborate on that in our other editions of the show. We wanted to chat this museum, though. 45 million, I believe, s- spent on this, shut down after two years.
3: Well, it, it wasn't only uh, running for two years. In fact, it was very much a vanity project of uh, Andy Calhoun and Yuri Ruth. And the amount spent is closer to 60 million. And it opened in 2013. So this is when SA Rugby moved from the Sports Science Center and they moved across to uh, Pluttercliffe, um, they were shuttering their museum in the Sports Science Center and it, it really was uh, a pathetic ground floor visitor center more than anything else. Uh, and a colleague and a friend of mine called Sway Shabir who has the world's private largest private rugby collection of memorabilia that encompasses all of the top-tier rugby unions and many that have visited South Africa. His uh, setup is in Ellis Park and occupies the entire ground floor. And it is what you guys were saying earlier on. it was And it is for everyone, but it is a vast collection. On its own, it's worth about 85 million rand. And it's there. People can pop in and go and see it. So it was an idea that we proposed to SA Rugby at the time in 2013, listen, you're shuttering your museum at the Sports Science Institute, we've established a location in the VNA waterfront, not where they are now, and we walked into it, introduced them to the principals at the V&A waterfront, and within two months, SA Rugby, in particular Andy Calhoun, had hijacked the entire relationship and said, no, we want to do this on our own, and you were correct. Earlier on, they spent close to 35, 40000000 just on the electronic display. So the location was incorrect in the V&A waterfront. And what you guys were saying earlier on, where they missed the boat was, you've got to take something like this to the people. And obviously, it can't be just for the visitors. And there are elite visitors to the V&A waterfront. And the ticket price or the cover charge per head is, is way too much. So our plan really was was to have a base of, uh, of South African rugby and not to be called the Springbok Experience, which is what the museum is called, um, but the South African Rugby Museum, and then to have six buses that would be populated and filled with the merchandise and the memorabilia of the era of rugby since 1889. And travel those buses through each of the 14 rugby unions and to the rugby club and allow the rugby clubs that you were talking about earlier to have their own history, some going back over 100 years, and to enable and empower the clubs in the outlying areas that are fiercely proud of their own traditions and take the museum, as it were, to the communities and then have those buses return back after their tour. So it's almost a 50-city Sure. Now, SA Rugby didn't want to do that. They Mm -hmm. hijacked this thing. They jumped in on it. They spent 60 million rand. And it's a vulgar display of a vanity project. And nothing has come of it. There was no education. There was no displacement. They spent a chunk of change to fly in a number of Springbok captains, which is an innovation that we had said that we were going to do, but move it around the country. Mm -hmm. Because these young people... Uh, these schools and kids uh, need to be exposed to teamwork, to leadership characteristics and integrity and ethics that these captains and vice-captains and coaches over the years have instilled in their players. Now, I heard you guys talking about Craven Week earlier on. Now, that started in 1964.
0: Yeah, it's got an old history. that not change. Yeah.
3: And here you've got, uh, uh, if I can just divert across to that, because what I'm trying to Illustrate here is, is that SA Rugby hasn't moved with the times. So, quite apart from the museum, that really became uh, almost a mausoleum uh, and nobody visited it. Secondly, Craven Week just never adjusted itself to the new climate of rugby and never, and despite the fact that you established Youth Weeks, it was really one week tournament classified as Youth Weeks. And Coca-Cola spent all of this money into one week. But the net effect of that was it caused such disruption amongst each of the fourteen rugby unions and then within those fourteen rugby unions it caused such disruption between the schools. You, you,
0: sorry, Tony, and, let me let me just quickly players. let me just quickly come in, Tony, and Mr. Manana you'd agree with me that the interesting part and, and that's the sad thing about time is that Tony has a whole mountain to share with us and if you guys don't mind me politely asking if we can shift this to the next edition of the room dividers we'll pick up on this very same topic and i think it's important when you mention coca-cola they've been sponsors for the longest time as far as craven week is concerned we'll pick up from that point and we move it forward and we talk accountability with the wasted millions that have gone into a project As Tony says, a vanity project for SA Rugby, and it has come crumbling down. I have to, unfortunately, break away for news. Tony, great to hear your voice, but please do accept our invitation. We'll do that again next week. Mr. Manana, thank you so much. Shalom.